ever feel like your launches are not planned enough or that they're just straight up messy? Our guest today called herself a messy launcher, but we quickly turned that around because Nikki Groom really knows her stuff when it comes to business, and she's done plenty of launches to not be saying that. (laughs) So Nikki empowers women entrepreneurs in her mastermind, in the work that she does with her clients, and she has a new book that aims to inspire women entrepreneurs everywhere. And I just loved chatting with her so much that I had to share the conversation with you. So keep listening to get to know Nikki Groom. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the show, Nikki. I am so excited to dive in. Um, You know, as you know, and you may know that we just realigned the podcast to allow us to have some deeper conversations about a wider variety of topics. And so I'm hoping we can do a little bit of that today. We'll see, we'll see where the conversation goes. That's what I love to do. So first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my absolute pleasure. And it feels like perfect timing because I love good old deep and meaningful conversations. So this is perfect. Right. I do too. I don't think I don't, I I usually have deeper conversations. People are like, I don't think I was going to go that deep, but they, they get into it after a while. So (laughs) I'm glad you're ready for this. But um, before we get into, get into too much, get too far ahead of ourselves, why don't you share a little bit about who you are, what you do in the world and I just, I love saying, you know, like, who do you just love working with? So that's like, who you are, what you do, who you just love working with. Mm, well, yes, I, what I do. So I'm a brand messaging expert, digital marketing and business strategist. I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and I love empowering women entrepreneurs in particular to really heal their self-doubt and gain the visibility that they need to lead, make a bigger impact and thrive. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love that. Um, So, you know, as there's always a real reason why I bring people on the show, um, I brought you on today to talk, talk, of course, about your book, A Power of Your Own. And I can't wait to hear more about that. Honestly, I'm really excited. I love the behind the scenes part of the the whole process. So um, would you tell us a bit about the book, why you wrote it? And then we'll get into a bit of the how and the behind the scenes after that. Yeah, totally. I'm happy to. Yeah. So the book was actually a lifelong dream of mine. So this is kind of a silly little anecdote. But when I was seven, I just- I'm all about silly. (laughs) Okay, good. I decided when I grew up, I wanted to be an author and I actually wrote a letter to Penguin Books and asked if they would let me write for them. And they sent me a very kind rejection letter, which I still have somewhere. Anyway, um, obviously like 
real life isn't as simple. And I kind of fell into a marketing career that brought me over onto this side of the Atlantic from the UK. And then I ended up starting my own business as a copywriter. So I was still using my writing mojo, if you will, in different ways. And more recently, I've moved into mentoring and coaching and strategizing with some real incredible uh, powerhouses. And I'm, it's, a, it's a kind of a big year for me this year. I know that this is just like, you know, we're, we're still in 2020 at time of recording this and it's, it's been a heck of a year, uh, but mm -hmm. I'm also turning 40. And so it feels like this milestone moment. And I have been talking about writing a book forever. And I was like, Nikki, just get it done. And so last year I made a commitment to myself to write the first draft by November. And I did that. And then oh I finished it and published it in August this year, which, you know, considering everything that's been going on, I'm amazed that this book came to life and I'm, I can actually hold it in my hand now and say that I've done it. Uh, the behind the scenes is, was definitely pretty messy. Yeah. Um, there was some personal stuff that went on in addition <laughs> to a global pandemic. On the one hand, I know that so many people write books these days. And so kind of my self-critic would say, well, what's the big deal? Like, you wrote a book, so what? On the other hand, I know so many people who would love to write a book, or maybe it's not a book, maybe it's something else that they would love to do. And there's something that's kind of holding them back, like, well, who am I to do that? And so mm. I would say that for a number of months, probably, in fact, for the whole writing process, there was a lot of self-doubt that I had to wade through. And the book evolved a ton as I was writing it. And what I love is that the book has become a reflection not only of my entrepreneurial journey, which really has been this incredible journey of self-development and learning to get over my stuff and, and figure out kind of where I'm being really hard on myself or where I need to kind of develop and grow. And it also has, it also is this reflection of my book writing journey because there was a ton of self-doubt in there. And it was like, you know, what if I put this book out there and I, Mm -hmm. um, nobody buys it or I get terrible Amazon reviews or you know the, the number of stories that went through my head were numerous and I pushed through regardless and I feel like that is an experience that so many of us can identify with you know whether it be starting a podcast or doing a launch or starting yeah. a business you know whatever it might be there's a lot of mindset stuff that we need to get through first of all and so I actually well, you know yeah you know, I'm sorry to just jump in. No, but no, you're good. I think it's interesting. It's like, um, I think that, you know, and I'm thinking about you, you know, you've got a mastermind, you've been running your business for several years. So it's not like you're new to this. And so a lot of that stuff, you are like, okay, I know what to do. I know what to do here. Yet you might still have nerves every now and then. Like, I wonder if people, you know, whatever, like you might have those normal things, but so it sounds like the book kind of pressed on that kind of that new that maybe the Nikki before you did all the things and you were just like oh right so like those things might come up because obviously writing a book launching a book getting that out there finishing it all that stuff is very common when you're first starting those feelings totally and I think that so many of us are resistant to going back to that place of being a beginner mm -hmm. and it's okay to be a beginner I always say 
none of us have it all figured out. And it's so true. Like nobody totally. has it all together. Nobody has all the answers. Everybody is kind of a work in progress and figuring things out as they go. And it's okay to be at the starting point of a project and feel like a beginner and maybe not know all the things that you need to know and be, be on that journey. You know, I think we can be yeah. so hard on ourselves. Like, why am, why am I not an expert at this? Why am I struggling so much? Why is this not going to be absolutely perfect? Well, you know, we have to go through that messy middle, which actually is something that I talk about in the book. You know, that messy middle is necessary, is normal. We all go through it. And especially when you're doing something new, it does bring up all that stuff because yeah, you might, you might be a master at something else. Like I feel very confident now, for example, when I do sales calls, but when I look back to, you know, 2012, I used to be terrified to get on a sales call and mm -hmm. I would get many rejections, but I had to push through that. I had to get over, okay, I'm a beginner. I maybe don't quite know the best possible way to do this and, and just kind of force myself to do it anyway. Yeah. I think that that's such a good point. Um, it actually made me re not remember, but I am literally putting myself back in that beginning kind of phase again and making it a routine to do that. And how I'm doing it is just, just doing these calls with people that I see in my Facebook group or see following me and just to connect and do those, you know, those initial, oh, get people on the phone and talk to them about what challenges them. I'm doing that with intention. So it's not just that's what I'm doing, but I felt that recently with the first one of the, the first batch that I've just been doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like. I remember this feeling. <laughs> so, yes, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. good. It is good. And this, I had a great conversation with someone a while back and they were, they articulated this probably way better than I will, but we were talking about this idea of being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and yeah. how so many of us resist it. And we don't want to go to that place, but that's the only way that we'll learn and grow. Like there's no other way. There's no other way. So yeah. it is. And you know, actually sometimes what's uncomfortable especially if you are further along in your business and let's say you have you you have all your things you know what you're doing sometimes what's uncomfortable to improve is to literally like do something that seems kind of I don't want to say beneath you but you know you know you're like I know my audience I don't need to do these kinds of calls I can just send a survey or like something that I just see some business owners like get to a point where they don't look back at that, that important stuff that does change. Like for instance, your audience and all of that kind of thing. So I'm just tying it to what I'm doing. Cause I'm like, it's okay that I'm going back. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's part of being a really amazing leader is having the humility to, to acknowledge. I don't have all the answers. Things are changing and evolving the people in my orbit, you know, people who might potentially become customers and clients are changing and evolving. Their needs are changing and evolving. And so, you know, I'm going to be humble and I'm going to have those conversations and I'm, I'm not going to give myself a hard time about not knowing all the things and being an expert because yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of, have you ever watched, I think it's Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. I think, I think that's the yes, show when I he, goes, have. When he yes. goes into and like they're doing a terrible job and their food tastes awful and one thing that he always does is 
have them like he, they cook up some food and they take it out into the street and ask passers-by to taste you know do you like this or do you like that and I always think about that because I think it's something that we so often overlook as business owners like we kind of make assumptions or we go on the information that we already have and we forget like actually the best possible thing that we can do for our business at any point is to simply reach out to the people who already follow us who are already in our community and ask them what they need and want and what they're struggling with like that we can never do that too much I don't think yeah and you know honestly I think those things actually prepare you for doing new things in your business and remind you that those feelings might come back when you do new things like say write a book (laughs) yes oh yeah they do I can vouch for that (laughs) (laughs) Nikki knows okay um so how did you approach the actual kind of just launch of the book did you did you put some specific plan together? Did you say, okay, this is what we do for this pro- this type of thing? Like, we, I know that it it's t- definitely can't be the same process or maybe it is, but not exactly. There's no sales calls for your book, let's say. But like, do you use the same, did you use any pieces of the process that you would normally use for, let's say, a different type of launch or? Yeah, you might say, Anne, that I'm the queen of the messy launch. <laughs> <laughs> I love messy launches. <laughs> that's all I can do for myself. <laughs> right. Well, and I think this is the thing. If you have a huge team and multiple different arms and legs doing different things for you, then fantastic. Um, I, I happen to be pretty much just me, a few contractors, an amazing assistant. And so when it comes to marketing myself or launching, a lot of it does fall on me and I am getting better and better at delegating things. But I will say that for the book, I did have this kind of uh, this perfectly laid out plan and very quickly discovered that my perfectly laid out plan wasn't really realistic. And so I gave myself permission to change dates when I needed to push things out. Um, I'm also (laughs) queen of the overreaches, uh, overachievers. So I am actually just about to launch a new website. I'm about to relaunch my podcast and I have this book out and I'm doing a book launch event in person and virtually. So I have like a gazillion things happening, which isn't really, again, like maybe the smartest (laughs) of, if I had a huge team, maybe it'd be a different story. So I am doing what I can when I can do it, which I know sounds so simplistic, but I refuse to give myself a hard time. I'm trying very hard not to get too stressed or worked up like I just want to get things done to the best of my ability in a timely fashion Um, and what I'm finding in that process of just kind of letting it be messy and I'm trying to uh, make a practice of bringing people on the journey with me so showing up on insta stories filling people in sending a quick email this is where we're at this is what's going on now and what I'm finding is that because a lot is happening it's giving me lots of opportunities and excuses to get in touch, to reach out. Um, and it's kind of creating this buzz that's kind of building, which which feels really good and is all I could have asked for, really. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I say messy launch, but when, when you're talking about it, like really it's just kind of like the flexible launch and one where you allow yourself to shift things that need to be shifted and 
trash things that you're like, well, we're not doing that. That's clearly not happening. Well, it's not happening right now anyways. And, you know, so you do get to keep it as simple as you need it in those moments. And I'm, I mean, I, I, I have the same setup where, you know, I have contractors who help me with various things and I am doing the lifting right now you know, as of this recording, most of the lifting, like, you know, at least pulling it all together. We're working on getting someone who can do that part of it because I don't want to be project manager as well, even though I can, but I don't want to. Um, So, I mean, I, I think that what you're saying is it's not really messy. It's just flexible. It's flexible, right? <laughs> evolving. Yeah, I like evolving it. Launch. <laughs> yeah, evolving. Oh, I like that. That's I like a, that, right? That's a word that I always come back to. Actually, I think I've already said it a few times during our conversation. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's true. It's like your, like you said, like your book, your book, and the the way you're writing that. That kind of evolved. I feel like our business has evolved. That is definitely something that happens. So I, I get it. And I always, I think that um, because I, the reason why I know about this whole more flexible evolving launch is because I work with a lot of um, like artists and creatives and, and people who are, are a little bit, they are more fluid, but they still do need a schedule or a plan, you know? So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you had your, had your kind of crew pulling all the things together. And I think with a book too, um, I could be wrong about this, but just from what I've seen other people do with their book launches, that it's not even, I mean, sure they can say, yes, it's, it's available today, but it's actually an ongoing process. It doesn't really stop. (laughs) So true. And one thing actually that is significant, I, my book was published. And so I kind of did like a hybrid publishing thing. Here's another thing with me. Sometimes I get myself into action by not make, not having to reach as high as I could, which maybe doesn't sound like something that's very motivational, but you know, I, yes, I, I, I have friends who have con, uh, connections with incredible agents and could have got me a publisher. I could have gone down that whole route. And I realized like, Nikki, just get the book written and do it however you can. Again, this idea of kind of doing the best I can with what I have. And so I actually, around the time that I decided that I wanted to uh, write my first draft by November last year, I got invited to take part in this book writing program. And at the end of it, they help you self-publish. So it's kind of like this, it's, it's an indie publisher. So I'm published with New Degree Press. But the way that they kind of bring you through it is is really helpful in terms of accountability. So my book was published. It was up on Amazon as of August this year. And because I'd been so caught up in the writing process and other things that were going on, including client work and whatnot, I wanted them to have a launch period. And so I set a date when I was like, on this date, this is when I want people to buy the book. And what was happening is that People kept asking me about it. And I felt like I was trying to tell them like not to buy it. And I'll let you know when you can buy it. And I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I just, if people want to buy the book, they can buy the book. And so what I decided was instead of having this date when everyone should go off and buy the book so that I could maybe get number one in a, in a couple of different categories on Amazon. Instead, I would um, say, yeah, please go buy the book. I'd love that. And if you can do a review, fantastic, great. And so what's happening is that you know there's again this buzz is building 
And what I'm going to do is have everybody who becomes a part of that journey, whether they buy the book and we, you know, we've had a one-on-one -on -one conversation or, um, you know, maybe they've left an Amazon review or they've attended one of my launch events. I'm just going to ask them on a set date to share with their network. So that's, that's a great idea. People. And that way I don't have to say like, don't buy it yet. It's not time. Like it just felt so artificial and forced and I didn't like it at all. So this that way feels funny. a lot better to me. Yeah. No, you know, what's so funny. I, that actually just made me think of um, back when, when I was working with Laura Roeder years ago, um, I remember it was like such a, at first, like I took it so seriously. I'm like, that sales page isn't live yet. We go live tomorrow. And then we found out it was live. Like somebody hadn't made it like not live. And we're like, and then she was like, well, the worst thing that actually happened is that a few people bought. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. These. So I, when I was copywriting for women entrepreneurs, I, I did that for about five years and I still do a little bit here and there, but I, I learned that people will act as if there is an emergency. <laughs> like when, you, when you're in launch mode, you think that something has to be done on a certain date. And yeah. it very rarely is the case. And so I just, <sighs> I just realized like there is never a copywriting emergency. Like people may make me feel like there's a copywriting emergency, but there is not. It's usually because people are unorganized or they, again, this idea of kind of setting arbitrary deadlines that aren't really deadlines and no one else would know if you even met that. Deadline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Actually, yeah. you know what? Here's another, here's another piece of wisdom from Ms. Laura Roeder. She would always say, we're not curing any kind of diseases here so it's okay if there's a mistake we just fix it right. <laughs> or whatever exactly you know? so yeah and I and I have the I have the same attitude when I'm working with clients as well you know there's oftentimes the the powerhouses they're doing a ton of different things and it's not that we're not going to do all those things but we're going to take a breath we're going to take a minute we're going to make sure the whole team's on board we're going to you know take intentional step after intentional step because Honestly, I can't work in a state of high anxiety <laughs> and no one's going to get the best Nikki if I'm in, in that place. And that goes for everybody, you know, so. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm always trying to do as much as I can when I'm at really good high energy way before the launch so that I know that I know I can count on that moment to create stuff that's not crazy pants. Yes. I mean, we're, we're human beings, we're not machines. And so often we treat ourselves like we're machines and then wonder why we get burned out and wonder why we get resentful and wonder why we get frustrated. Yeah. And it's because we're human beings and we need yep. to rest and we need to be kind to ourselves and we need to be realistic about what we can accomplish. So, so you know, you just um, mentioned that you have, you have all these different projects kind of going on at the same time around the yes, same time. Yes, because apparently overlapping. Yes. <laughs> um, do you try to have everything kind of link up or work together somehow in your business? Like even if they're different, they're kind of, they all make sense that they're kind of out or do you just put out like, I don't know. Like I know some people who try to kind of like this is this thread leads here and that thread leads there. Um, how do you how do you yeah. like balance all these different things? It's definitely very much about alignment for me. So I used to be well, not that I still don't do this, but 
I would get an idea and I'd think, eh, got to act on this quickly. Otherwise I will never do it. And then just do something for the sake of it. In fact, when I first started my podcast, it was kind of like that. I, I ended up having a conversation with someone I deeply admired and I said, I'd love to support your book launch however I can. And they said, well, how would you like to do that? And I said, I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> and that was the, that, like, I kind of, I'd been thinking about it for a couple of years, admittedly, but I decided in that moment, okay, I'm going to start my podcast. So I had to grab the order a microphone and find a producer. Um, these days I like to align all the pieces. So for the last few years, I've been running something called the Movement Makers Mastermind and absolutely love it. Um, you know, we meet weekly to talk about challenges and, and we have different, as you know, because you're one of our monthly guest experts. Um, mm. And it's, it's just, it's just great. We tackle all kinds of different topics that um, and things that they may come up against or need help with in their businesses and so relaunching the podcast the podcast is going to be very much in a similar vein so kind of touching on some of those same subjects topics challenges and really focusing on giving as much value as possible in the past um, I mean I love all the interviews I've done previously yeah. but it was more about I have an incredible network I just want to share these amazing people with my listeners and now it's going to be I'm still going to be inviting people in to talk with me, but I really want to align it with what we're doing in the mastermind. And yeah, uh, yeah the same, everything else I'm doing as well. So with the new website, there's a, a, a few resources that people can download and they're kind of tied with the different ways that I'm currently helping clients and masterminders, you know, around business strategy, around copywriting, around marketing. And so it definitely does tie to kind of the, the three threads that are running through my business. Um, and it, and it all, what I've, I've discovered as well is that in terms of, I know I'd mentioned at the top of the hour who I really love to help, but really it's about people who are serious about making money and serious about making a difference. It's like those two things are just as important in their minds. They don't just want to make money. Like they really want to have a bigger impact. They want to be a part of facilitate, facilitating change in some way. Um, and so that's kind of the guiding light as well. And, and uh, everything kind of falls, falls around that, if you will. I love that. Um, yeah, you know what, I wanted to say something because you talked about relaunching the podcast and I didn't really necessarily want to do a whole relaunch, but, you know, after this entire year and a lot of things that have come up that I normally would not take a stance on. And I just didn't want to not do that and that lack of action. And I realized something about the people that I was having on most. Now it's not that way. Um, but last year I looked at the people and I'm like, well, you know, I, I got tons of pitches from people and I would, I would literally be like, yeah, I probably can't be trusted to batch this, do the, this month's batch of episodes. So I should just get interviews so that I can show up, record these and go. So I put no intention into getting those guests and having them be really people that I wanted to, not to say they, some of them were people that I absolutely wanted to talk to, but sometimes I would just schedule people in without even really looking at them and mm -hmm. looking at what they were about and looking at their values. And, and now it's like, I'm still getting all of those pitches, but a lot of them are now getting no because of that, because I want to be more aligned in terms of what happens in that podcast and then what I'm sharing inside, you know, other places that I'm working. Absolutely. And, you know, it, going back to that, 
sort of self-critical inner voice that sometimes crops up when we're thinking about doing things. Even thinking about coming onto your podcast today, I'm, I thought, well, what am I going to say? Like, what do I have to teach about launching? Because I'm thinking about my messy launches, right? My evolving launches. And I think that what you just said is so important because ultimately, as long as we do things with intention, with purpose, yes. like mm-hmm. everything that we've talked about today has been totally aligned with the work that I do, the things that I believe that I stand for, my values. And so even though I don't know how much I've taught people about launches, maybe just to be a bit kinder on yourself and not try and do all the things at once. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that as long as we can show up from that place, it just, it feels different. I think it feels more fulfilling. It feels more yeah. meaningful when we're doing our work rather than feeling like we're doing it through some sense of obligation. Yeah, well, I will tell you, Nikki, when I think of launches, uh, when I think of even just fearless launching and I say the word launching, I use it so for to, to mean so many different things you know, and I think just literally the act of getting your idea out to other people, it doesn't even have to be in the form of a course or whatever that is launching something. And so like that does take a little bit of that fearlessness in that moment where you're like, I'm going to share this with my audience. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yes. You know, I love so, yeah. so and I, I think well, you've shared, uh, I honestly feel like you've shared <laughs> a lot. Okay, um, and, you know, so uh, I'm really excited to hear that, that you do that with your, you know, offers. And maybe you look through that lens of those people that you know, that those are the people that you want to be spending your time with and helping and nurturing and mentoring and stuff. And that that's, that's who you're like, okay, is this something that kind of aims to support those people? Yes. And, and that totally does come right back to purpose because I learned that early on. I would be doing intake calls with clients and I would say, why do you do what you do? And Mm -hmm. of course, like if you have started a business because you want more financial independence and freedom, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I would ask that question in the context of why do you do what you do in terms of other people? What kind of bigger impact do you want to have? And I would discover that the people who would immediately kind of go to, well, I do this because, and they would share their stories and they would share their values and beliefs. And I would be like, yeah, I want to work with you. I want to help you. I love that. Yeah. It just make a big difference. And then of course, it's like you literally wanting, I know that some people say that, but like when I meet those people that are like that, that have that thing, you're like, oh, I want to work. I want to work with that person because you just know that it'll be First of all, it'll be fun for you and on some level, but it'll just be like, mm, yes, it reminds me of this conversation that I had with one of my masterminders in our meeting today. And we were talking about this idea of values in action. So mm. one of my masterminders has started this movement around ethical marketing. And we talked about the fact that it's all well and good to have values, but you have to put those values into action. And I think that's what we're really talking about is like, do the people that you most want to work with, are they like walking their talk or are they just kind of, because I think there's, you know, there's such a thing obviously as virtue signaling and hey, I'm doing this wonderful thing and I'm this wonderful person, but are they actually walking their talk? And so I think that's always the, the clincher. Yeah. And I think if you're work, if you're working with those types of people, then for me, like, and actually this might be a really, like, I don't know if this is even along these same lines, but I just, I just flashed to the people in my incubator and I was just like, 
you know what? And this means it, it, it can be about more than just where are they in their business? Because we have people who are just starting new things and, but there is a shared kind of clear value system. And there's people who are, who do like, I feel like we probably have very similar kind of views on, on business and the people we like to work with, because I, I, I like to work with people who are going to take that action, even if it is imperfect and messy and evolving. And then I also, I, I like love people who like are like great at planning and do all the things, but they're also willing to evolve if necessary. Me too. And actually that's something that I've noticed. Like I used to be very, I was going to say creative. Um, <laughs> I just, I would think that I, want, I enjoyed working for myself because I could have things be unstructured and um, you know, not have them be planned per se. Mm -hmm. But now I've discovered that if I have a lot of structure and I have a really concrete plan, it does help me feel like I know where I'm going. Um, yeah. And maybe concrete is the wrong word or a flexible plan. It does help yeah. me, help me uh, feel more intentional and on purpose. Um, and I always, you're not locked in Nikki, I swear. So, no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> thank you. And I always gravitate towards people who I realize, ah, they're really good at that thing. They're really good at planning or they're really good at systems or because that's not something that historically has come naturally to me. And so I love surrounding myself with people who can really teach me a thing or two about what they know. So I, Oh my gosh, that. that is like, a, that's actually a whole other topic is who, who gets it. <laughs> who applies and who gets accepted. I'm like, am I all of these people's ideal customer? <laughs> Did I do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I can help them with their messaging. Um, so there is that. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you then, what this, this might put you on the spot, but if someone asked you like, for, you know, and in fact, I am asking you, what's the best piece of advice or one that you can remember just like on the spot, like something that sticks out like for that, because I do get a lot of people who just randomly say, how can I grow my business? Like they literally say that. And I, I try to tell them to just go back to that, you know, ideal person they want to work with. But do you have anything that you would share with someone who just asked that question? Yeah, and I, I'm sure that I have developed this opinion based on lots of different people's opinions that I've heard over the years. But <laughs> I, I think that sometimes we overlook that human to human component. You know, we, we immediately want to go and post a picture somewhere on social media and write a really great caption and then kind of sit back and hope. And I think that what I have found to be super powerful in terms of growing my business is to never feel like I'm beyond reaching out to people one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mm -hmm. dropping into someone's Instagram messages, leaving them a little voice note and saying, Hey, absolutely love what you up, what you're up to would love to connect, you know, and, and that has just been a game changer. I know that in these times we have to do everything virtually, but I could not have built my business if it wasn't for social media. And I literally would see people that I thought, hey, I love what they're up to. I want to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And that's how I built my network. And those people have gone on to become clients or referred clients to me or just become great collaborators and friends. And I think best of all is knowing that 
if I am struggling in my business or I need help around something in particular, then I, I probably know somebody who can help me or who can at least let me know that I'm not alone with what I'm struggling with. And so that has been invaluable yeah. for me. Um, it has definitely helped fill mastermind after mastermind. And uh, yeah, it's just been great overall. Yeah, I think that's that's really something that I, I've had to learn. Like I just continually have to learn and remind myself of because whenever I, and this just happened recently, I just reached out, like I just messaged a few people that I came across in my group or wherever, I can't remember. And sometimes somebody will just stand out to you and you'll be like, I think I need to connect with them. So, and it, it took a lot for me to just send that DM because I felt like a weirdo, like, I know how I feel when I get DMs, but only when they're from weirdos, Anne. You you actually <laughs> like when you hear from people that you're like, oh, why is this person reaching out to me? That's cool. You know, like I just I I just booked a, a like a, a guest that would have probably missed my attention in my inbox. And she was so cool, I couldn't not say no. I couldn't say no because she was really cool and I wanted to get to know her. So um and it was about SEO. So. Oh yeah. She's yeah. going to be on the podcast about SEO. Like she's not, awesome. she wasn't selling me her services, but um, so I do, I agree. I think that connecting with people and not like what you said, being beyond that, not thinking that you're ever too busy for that, not ever, you know, making the excuse that I know my audience already or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's never about going straight to that sales pitch right like you look at like an ideal candidate for my mastermind <laughs> you know, it's, it's more about just building relationships which sounds so fundamental and it is you know and yeah. and like you say it's not about thinking that I remember having this conversation with somebody once just somebody in my Facebook community at the time and I said you know I'd love to touch base with you because this person was always engaging and uh we had this great conversation. She said to me at one point, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm talking to Nikki Groom. I put you on a pedestal. And I was like, take me off that pedestal. <laughs> like I do not belong up there. I think sometimes it can be easy to let our ego run the show and think, well, I'm too good to do that. But it's not yeah. true. And, uh, and, and really, you know, taking the time to, to authentically build your network and, uh, and grow. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. I want to make sure that like people don't think what, what I'm not saying, like you need to like, yes, reaching out to people who look like, you know, maybe that they, you can get some insights about something from them. Sure. You can do that. But like, this is just your network in general. 100%. This is our world. This is our world. And these, you just, you just don't know who you're going to be able to connect with. Exactly. And actually, in the last chapter of my book, I talk about that. I keep joking that I'm going to be doing this for the next year. Like, well, in my book, I talk about this exact thing. <laughs> I think it's in the last chapter, but I talk about this idea of high intention, low attachment. And so I have always networked in that way. You know, I've gone into Zoom meetings, coffee dates with a high intention of getting to know that person and being of service. I always end it with, you know, how can I help? Like, how can I help you? Like, yeah. let me know. Like, let me be a supporter, a champion, an advocate. And, yeah. and if something comes of that, then great. But that's not why I'm creating that connection in the first place. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I am working on that now making certain things like happen every single week. And it, it is hard. And I think it's totally worth it. 
totally worth it yes agreed well that's how and that's how you and I are speaking today I know so yeah that's how we're speaking today it's like um anyway so I wanted to ask you these are this is just the question about you know your um your business because you're talking about messy launches evolving launches and lots of different things you talk about surrounding yourself with like people who are doing things like systems and you're like ooh, (laughs) (laughs) let me rub off some of that magic that systems magic please um no so I want to know like what are you working on like inside your business to maybe improve things like is there anything that you're like I really want to get better at that yeah I think one thing that I mean a friend of mine says you teach what you need to learn and (laughs) as I say I really believe that we're all figuring things out I would love to be better at showing up more consistently for myself for my business um, it's really easy for me to say to somebody, oh yeah, you could do this and you could try that. And if I were you, I'd do this and then not do it for myself. And, and it's actually been lovely. Have, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, writing this book, I thought, Nikki, don't let this book just kind of die a death. Like you got to put it out there. And so it's been really great for me, you know, and, and as I say, I've got lots of excuses to put myself out there right now with my website and my podcast, making a comeback and and it's actually been really lovely and validating because I do have some great people who are following me. And, you know, when you start to get that engagement, you start to have those conversations going or people start to, you know, send you the old emojis. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this isn't so bad. And it's definitely one of those things like we had talked about in the beginning when you're a beginner at anything or, you know, with the first times that I was doing sales conversations, it was always like, oh, I can't do this. But you can do it. And I know it's such a cliche, but practice really does, does make perfect. And so that's really what I'm working on is just showing up more and showing up for myself. I mean, that's really what the Me book tackles. Too. Yeah, the book is all about a power of your own, which is, I know that when it comes to marketing and, and copywriting and things like that, people say, well, it's not about you. It's about your, your client or your customer. And that is true, but it is also about you. And so, <laughs> like people want to know who you are. Like, again, it's, it's, um, you're two human beings who want to learn more about each other. And so showing up gives people a chance to see us, to, to understand what, we, what we're all about and um, helps us, helps facilitate that building of relationships. So that's something that I'm working on right now. I think that's awesome. And I think that's like, an, that is my ongoing kind of improvement area among other things, but that's like a, that's an important one because I, you know, I believe that it's so funny. I just literally got off a call and, like it was a private call, not an interview, but we were just talking about this and that a lot of people like to say consistency, consistency doesn't matter, but maybe you don't have to post every single day on your blog or on Instagram or whatever, but you do have to show up consistently because otherwise people won't know you're there. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it's really easy to sit around and think, the universe is just going to bring me these people. They're just going to somehow sense that I'm out there and come to me, but it's not going to happen. So yeah, you know, and I think the other thing as well is that consistency is so key and it's tough out there sometimes, right? Because we're kind of fighting algorithms. We're we're fighting robots that decide whether or not our post should be shown and it, it can feel like an endless battle. And so one thing that I'm noticing as well is if I'm, not doing something consistently 
then is there somebody else that could do that for me? I know, again, it sounds very simple, yeah. um, but I have actually been speaking to a couple of people about helping me out with my social media. They're um, absolutely killing it in terms of their own businesses on TikTok and Instagram and using all the latest platforms. And I'm like, you know what, Nikki, like maybe it would be okay for you to hand some of this off. And I haven't done that before now because I enjoy social media. Um, I enjoy yeah. having the conversations that I do there, but when it comes to posting on Instagram every single day, I'm just, I just struggle with it. So. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't think that, I think that's common. And, but I think that um, I'm going to like, you're my accountability partner on this one right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm holding up my pinky to the screen that you cannot see. Okay. I'll do this. Okay. Same. Pinky promise. We're going to like, we're going to like, you know, I think just define what consistent means. It might not mean every single day, but man, I would like to be on my stories every single day and just like whatever and be okay with whatever I show. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's that's another key point. It's like, what are you already doing? Like, I really love Insta stories because it doesn't feel as curated. It feels like you can just show up and, um, and just, just chat. chat. And it, yeah, and you, you have polls that you can do. I, I really enjoy that. And so it's noticing what don't I feel as much resistance around and can I do some more of that? And, yeah. and what does, yeah, exactly like you say, what does consistent look like? Is it every day or... Uh, have I tried to do that every day and then it just doesn't happen at all so do I need to do it once a week to start with I mean that's the same thing with my podcast yep I'm doing every other week I would love to do every week but I want to be consistent so I'm going to do every other week and then when I've consistently done that for a period of time maybe I'll look at doing once a week but I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to you know rush ahead there so you're like we're gonna wait on that we're gonna ease um, in yeah we're gonna ease in that's it okay <laughs> so final question how can someone who's listening right now get in touch with you or just check out more of your stuff? Because I feel like everything probably is in one place, maybe. Yeah, I make it really easy to get in touch with me. So I have just had my website redesigned and it looks beautiful. So if you want to check that out, uh, it's just my name, NikkiGroom.com. And then I'm on social media pretty much everywhere as at NikkiGroom. And I'm most often on Instagram, less often on LinkedIn, frequently on Facebook <laughs> If you want to just send me a message and say, hey, I heard your chat with Anne and loved it, then uh, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Well, awesome, Nikki. It was awesome. And I keep saying awesome, but it was great talking to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> awesome. me too. It was awesome. It was such a good conversation. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you, Anne. Yeah, you're very welcome. And um, yeah, and we'll put all of your links in the show notes. Um, if there's anything else that... that um, you want to ask Nikki or you want to share with her, you just want to connect with her, make sure to reach out on one of the social platforms or go to her website. Um, I can't wait to chat more. I can't wait to hear more about what's happening with the book and go stalk you a little bit over there. Yes. See if I can see what's happening with the, oh, the podcast. Oh my gosh, the podcast. Yeah. Is that is that over on your Nikki Groom site as well? It is, yeah. Oh, cool, we're covered then. We're yes, covered. we're covered, we're covered. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anne. 
Thanks for joining me and Nikki today. That was so much fun. I don't get to talk to her enough. And after this, I literally made a date to chat with her off the record, <laughs> which was so funny. And But you can get to know her too. All you have to do is scroll down, check out her links. Um, I've made sure to put a link to her new book, A Power of Your Own, which you've got to check out. And I've linked her up below with her Instagram because that's another great place to connect with her. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. And if you have any questions for Nikki, make sure to reach out to her. She's really amazing and she's got so much wisdom to share. I, I can't wait for you just to get to know her better and to check out her book. All right, that's it for this week. I will see you next week. We have another solo episode. I'm kind of doing these off and on with an interview and then a little solo time, a little a little Nikki and then me, and then it'll be someone else and then it'll be me. So hope you like this um, pattern that we're gonna be doing because I love bringing other people into the studio, the so-called Sue's studio and and being able to chat with other people about their businesses. So that's it for today. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you're on iTunes or wherever you're at, leave a nice little review and rating for us so that more people just like you who are either getting started or who've had their business for years are just looking for another fun community to be part of. All right, thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.